we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. And I'm John Mitchell. So Kelly, I've got a good topic for us today. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Patience with other people. How does that <laughs> one hit you? Do you think we need that? I think we do. I can't wait to hear where this conversation is going to go. Well, I'll tell you, I'm pissed about something. <laughs> I knew it. I knew this was coming from somewhere. <laughs> why, why gloss over it? I am pissed. <laughs> So you may not be aware of this. This is amazes me. I, you know, without being negative, this amazes me. So in the state of Texas, we've been impeaching our attorney general. Have you heard about this? Yes. Yep. It's on national news. <laughs> right. Just in the news the other day. So and, you know, Texas is a Republican state. He's a Republican attorney general. You know, one of the things that irritated the hell out of me was he sort of led the effort after Trump lost the election to go and challenge various states' election results and took it to the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court looks at it and goes, this is ridiculous, just, you know, dismisses the case. Mm -hmm. But what the bigger story is the House, he got, he was, he wrongfully terminated a number of his lieutenants because they went to the FBI and said, hey, this guy is neglecting his duties and improperly using the office of the attorney general to help one of his contributors who who was also had hired his mistress, you know, and so I, I was very interested in all this. I watched the opening remarks on both sides and then the closing remarks. And I'm like, this is such a laydown, it hurts. I mean, the evidence was just overwhelming against him. Well, they come back Saturday and acquit him. And I'm like, how does that happen? I mean, so many things. I mean, corruption and they can prove and, and uh, you know, the moral turpitude of having a mistress and, and all that. And like even the defense uh, attorney said, boy, if we were going to impeach people for having mistresses, we'd have a line out the door. I'm like, <laughs> maybe in your world, you scumbag attorney, but not in the world I live in. I don't see people having affairs. I'm sure they are, but mm -hmm. not to, it's not normal. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just irritating that, you know, our top law enforcement uh, officer in the state is flagrantly having an affair and flagrantly misusing his office. 
And, you know, it made me think about um, being frustrated with, with people and come to grips with how people can have such uh, unenlightened views and how other people can support, support those unenlightened views. Well, well, what's your take on all that? Wow, that's a loaded. Yes, it is loaded. <laughs> But I know you got truth bombs today. So, oh my gosh, I was on fire earlier. So, I I know. I wish we'd recorded that. (laughs) There's more in that head of yours. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, I wish that I had something brilliant to say right now, but I find myself shaking my head as I'm watching like that situation or what there's so much happening in the world right now that I'm like, what is going on? You know, um, just as far as logic, as far as values, as far as, you know, the just because something is said doesn't mean that it's true. So do a little bit of research, you know, and figure out whether, you know, make sure that you've got a full picture before you, you know, there's so much conspiracy stuff going on and all of those things. And so, yeah, it's just a really interesting time right now. I don't know what the, uh, you know. I'm not sure what the answers are. I don't have anything brilliant to say right now because I literally find myself just shaking my head watching the news and all of this stuff going on right now in the world. Right. You know, I I know what you're saying. You know, I think, you know, I look back on life 20, 30 years ago. I mean, you were in kindergarten back then. (laughs) Thanks uh, for that. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was a reason why you were one of my favorite people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were concerned about what flavor uh, ice cream we were having. (laughs) Uh, But, but, you know, back, back then, you know, people obviously had different opinions, but they weren't harebrained opinions and, and, you know, opinions that made no sense at all. You know, you just, I mean, you just didn't see that. But today I think the fundamental problem is, is that, and we've talked about this before, there's no truth. There's Mm -hmm. no truth today. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll pin a lot of this on Donald Trump for, you know, promoting the big lie and, and, and just making lying, you know, part of uh, everyday life and, and the absence of, of truth. And, you know, when you can't, when you can't define a truth, it's really hard to move forward. Like, like a truth is that people shouldn't cheat on their spouse. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a truth anymore. You know, obviously by evidence by the state of Texas, but, you know, it's awful hard to, for me to, figure out how you move forward with people that are taking positions that are blatantly wrong, you know? Yeah. I think one of the the tools that I've been using, you know, whether it's with family members or with, it's just, we talk about this a lot, but the quality of your questions, you know, deter, like, so seeking first to understand and being like, okay, so help me understand you know, your viewpoint on this? Why do you think that to just kind of um, start a dialogue instead of this vitriol where you're wrong, I'm right, you know? um, And I think when you can, um, you know, just with that power of influence and persuasion, when you can, you're never going to change anybody's mind. But I think, you know, being able to have a, a conversation 
you know, around it, you can still agree um, to disagree, but having a respectful conversation and just figuring out like, what makes this person tick? Why do they think that, you know, there's this ring of, of um, celebrities, you know, trading babies out of the basement of a pizza parlor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I you tell know. you, Kelly, that, that is the truth bomb I was looking for from you because <laughs> seriously, because, you know, if you engage with someone and make them defend their position with the perspective that you're just trying to learn and you're asking them, there's no way that they can, you know, sustain their position on the cross of their position. And, you know, that's a that's a very good point. You know, it's it's interesting, you know, talking about politicians. Listen to this, this is interesting. I met Nikki Haley last week. Oh, okay. And uh, she she was she was here in Austin, sort of under the radar. I've liked Nikki Haley and uh, I was on the welcoming committee here. Okay. And and may host her at my house next time she comes. Mm -hmm. But so Ginger and I go and there's uh, probably 50 people there, one of which was Lance Armstrong, mm -hmm. who who I had gotten to know many years ago. And so, you know, you can say what you want about Lance Armstrong, but he's certainly an interesting guy. Anyway, so we're meeting with uh, Nikki Haley and my big purpose in going was I had something that I really wanted to talk to her. I really wanted her to think about something in that, I don't know, if I told you this before, this, probably not. Yeah. So about two years ago, Biden is overseas on a trip and a reporter comes up to him and says, what's your position on Taiwan? Well, you know, for decades, the position of this always sort of to be ambiguous about what we would do, what we wouldn't do with Taiwan. Well, in that moment, again, off the cuff, he says, well, you know, we, we'll defend Taiwan. We'll put our full military men and women equipment to defend them, not just support them like we support Ukraine with selling them stuff or giving them stuff, but we'll actually defend them. Well, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, this doesn't look like there was a lot of forethought. It wasn't like he, you know, pulled his team together to rethink this. This was just off the top of his head. And so, and I'm explaining this to Nikki. And and so three months ago, I see a uh, episode of 60 Minutes and, and they're interviewing the Secretary of the Navy. And the Secretary looks straight in the camera at 60 Minutes and says, you know, this this policy about Taiwan is something we really want to rethink because if we support and defend Taiwan, China is going to do a couple of things. First of all, they're going to bomb the ports in in on the West Coast, maybe Seattle as well, mm -hmm. and they're going to cyber attack the West Coast and knock out the power grid all over Taiwan. And so I wasn't sure she had seen that, but I wanted to connect the dots for her. Like she probably didn't need me to do that, but but I felt so strongly about it that I felt like I needed to talk to her about it. And because, you know, we're gonna go to World War Three over Taiwan. 
you know, ridiculous. But that concerns me, the direction that that Biden's taken our country. But, uh, you know, the takeaway, just uh, just to get the takeaway, I was totally impressed with Nikki Haley from her her grace, her her clarity of of how she says things and thinks through things. You'll see she's very, very articulate. She doesn't stumble over her words. And I, have you looked at her much? Oh, yeah, she's sharp. You know, I watched, you know, obviously I've been watching the debates and right. um, because I'm just interested, um, you know, I'm not a Republican, but I'm, I'm not it, either I'm in- <laughs> <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but I um, I've been watching her and she is sharp. You know, there are right. some things that I, I, you know, again, we're not on the same page. But hey, here when we're talking about leaders and when, like the thing that is blowing my mind is, you know, I'm looking for somebody who actually cares about the American people and wants to work for everyone. Right. Not just the white men. That, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, I mean. What's wrong with white men? <laughs> like, and, and who has the character who, you know, really does care and wants to make change and a difference in the world. And I don't have to believe on every policy, but I need to believe that the person who's representing our country and me is a good person and has good yeah. values. And you know what I mean? And it's going to surround themselves with the right people where they're not, it, where, you know, where the, it isn't their strengths. They're the right people for the job. That So we're in good hands as a country, you know, mm-hmm. not the, the, you know, whoever the minion or the kiss ass is of the moment, right. you know, like we need, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I'll, I will, you know, vote for, whoever is going to bring that to the, you know, to the table. And, and and like Biden has got so many great characteristics as far as character and things are concerned, but I'm on the same page with so many people where I'm like, okay, I think it's time to pass the baton. We right. need to, but that's what is blowing my mind. The, where we started, you know, about what's happening with Texas and that attorney general and, you know, with the former president, you know, right. I'm like, what happened? You know, now I know, that um, you were talking about affairs and everything. Listen, it, you know, don't kid yourself as far as like men in power, mm-hmm. in powerful positions, most of them are having affairs. It just is the, right. you know, it's unfortunate. And that's where the hypocrisy comes in, where it's like, oh, right. you'll you'll hold that Bible um, high and yeah. everything, but you don't act in accordance with it. And, you know, it's right. do as I say, not as I do, you know, all of those things. And I think that so many people are just getting so tired of and and disenfranchised you know what i mean so the, right. like we're talking about all of these things i just keep thinking about what it from a leadership perspective it, whether you're leading a company whether you're leading a team whether you're there's so much that i'm seeing that is in absolute contrast on the uh, whole other side of the equation of how you would show up as a leader in a company Right. You know what I mean? And want and get the results and get people and create that. They're doing that with fear and with what do you call it? Like the, the skeletons in the closet, the leverage they have over someone yeah. to get what yeah. you know. So that's what I find really I'm impatient about. We talked, we started this conversation around this being about impatience. Right, right. You know, and I think that's for me, you know, where I'm just like, you know, but again, I just keep asking questions and I just hope, I hope, I hope that, (laughs) 
you know, yeah, we go on a different course than we're on right now because it's a head shaker every night when I'm watching the news. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I I have gotten a lot, and I put this in my visualization. I read every day that you know, people are a, a function of their unique genetics and what has come into their consciousness. That's what makes all of us. And and when other people have a different view than say I do, of course they do. They have different genetics. They've had different life experiences. And and you know, but but you know, the fundamental truths seem to be put by the wayside today. And but the other thing I realize is that people's success in life comes down to how enlightened they are. And it always ultimately plays out that that way. And and as an example of how this will play out for Ken Paxton, the uh, attorney general. Yeah, he uh, he got a reprieve now. But guess what? About six months ago in San Antonio, the FBI convened a grand jury to indict him for all these things. Mm -hmm. And so now you're going to have the full weight of the U.S. government coming after him. And there won't be politics at play here, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's going to be wearing an ankle bracelet before this thing's over, Mm -hmm. if not cozying up to Bubba uh, (laughs) in a cell. And so, you know, his day is coming. This is not over. Yeah. And I don't know. I sort of have that attitude that when people have just very misguided opinions, their day is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's how life works out. If you're unenlightened, you're going to have your commitments. It may mm-hmm. not be immediately, but you know, if you're if you're cheating on your your wife, yeah, that's a lot of fun, isn't it? It's great. How's that going to play out in a few years? I'm thinking not so well. Right. You know, yeah. no, and, I hope that'll come back to haunt you. What kind of it? Yeah, I mean, like these guys. Right. Yeah. But but at least Nikki Haley has reinstated my belief in politicians. She was she was telling us and she's this is interesting. So she's from South Carolina, grew up in South Carolina, and she became an accountant. And she, she said she said, you know, I think the United States needs more accountants and less lawyers. And and she said that when she was about 30 years old, she was talking to her mom and she was complaining about government. And her mom said, well, do something about it instead of just complaining. So naively, she runs for House of Representatives seat in the in the state of South Carolina's house and goes against a uh, incumbent that had been there 25 years and, you know, had no chance of beating him. But she does, you know, and and then she ultimately becomes the governor of uh, South Carolina and ultimately becomes the U.N. ambassador under Trump. But, you know, her story was so, I don't know, just normal. And and you can see that she's just got a, a way about her, a, a, a confidence. And I was just before we got on, I uh, interviewed CDC, the athletic director for University of Texas, and I was telling him the, uh, about meeting her, and I was telling him, I said, you know, you'll find this this strange, but she's got the same qualities that Steve Sarkisian does, it's, and you know, you know yeah. Steve. I mean, you know how he is. He just 
Mm -hmm. Our football coach, he's, which by the way, we're number three in the country now, just (laughs) throw that in there. (laughs) Uh, But he's got, you know, I've, I've met very few people that have that just calm clarity. And so it's encouraging that there's people like that. And so I guess to wrap this up, I guess the takeaway in terms of patience with other people, I don't know what, give us, give us your takeaway for being patient with other people. Yeah, I think it just goes back to what I mentioned earlier, where my patience comes from, too, is it helps first to seek where people are coming from. Yes. You know what I mean? And just having more clarity and understanding of what their perspective is and, and why they have that perspective. And that often helps me become more patient because then I'm like, oh, you know, okay, and 90 percent of the time. They just heard a sound bite on the news. They don't really have a position. They just yeah. like the idea that nobody's going to take my guns away or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, well, nobody's yeah. trying to, you know, unless you own an Uzi. So, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but right. anyway, um, you know, I think that's my that's my takeaway as far as patience is to just slow down. You're not going to get anywhere when you have an adversarial conversation and get somebody where they feel cornered and that they need to be defensive. The conversation stops. There's no movement. At least if you seek first to understand and you have, then it opens the door to maybe, you know, who knows, maybe, um, you know, they'll, they'll have a dialogue around a topic and maybe get them thinking about something a little differently than they had before. It doesn't change. You're not trying to change their mind, but maybe you can start to have, you know, more, effective or meaningful conversations that aren't so, you know, adversarial. So for me, it's just asking more questions to help get my patience because then that gives me perspective. And I'm like, Oh, I get why they're thinking. the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's great. You know, one of the seven habits of highly effective people is seek to understand before seeking to be understood. Yeah. And I think that's a great uh, lesson for all of us. So, well, until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.